What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back again in the heart of Arlington, actually the heart of the universe. Here we are in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 127. Big episode to get to, and alongside me to get us through this episode. To my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? You know what I just learned? Hmm. So I met this person yesterday who uh, started playing soccer their freshman year in high school because that was like the first year that soccer like came to their town. Okay. In 1969. So they hadn't had, I mean, soccer has existed since... Since the 1820s, yeah. So it just came to their town. What do you mean it just came to their town? Well, that was the first time there was like organized league. So like he had to play baseball growing up and that was the first time he could play soccer. This was mind boggling to me. And then it like brought me to the question of like, why 1969? Like, why was that the year that like soccer took a hold in like this area? Maybe Dox has got an answer for that. Let's bring Dox in to my left. Of course, it's William E. Dox. Dox, what's up? Were they from Woodstock, New York? (laughs) No, uh, like the Chicago area. Wow. Woodstock, New York, Chicago ish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Why? Why did that? Why did that move you to be interested in that? I mean, that that seems like a passing comment that I would probably just just disregard. Well, um, I guess because I grew up in an area where every like so, like nobody played football. I mean, people played football, but nobody cared about them. So okay. where I grew up, soccer was the thing. Was the thing, and like the guys who played soccer were were the kings of the school. They they were the the cool, popular people, right. and like the football players like were there, but like they weren't the soccer players. So it's interesting for me to imagine a world where that wouldn't have been the norm. Hmm. And like growing up, I played soccer since the time I was sure. four, right? And to not even have that option until you were in high school, it's just interesting to me. It's interesting how things change. In my high school, the cross-country guys were the coolest guys. The cross-country yeah. and track distance runners were the coolest guys. I'm surprised that wasn't the way that was in uh, New Jersey. It wasn't <laughs> like that in New Jersey. It was like that here in Northern Virginia, right, Docs? Um, in my school, if you were cool... You were a railing dweller. <laughs> a railing what? dweller? Mm-hmm. They like sat on railings in the school? Mm-hmm. A ra- yeah. yeah. Did you call Who, them that at the time? I did, yeah. That was my nickname for them. <laughs> did they skip class? Mm, maybe sometimes. I, I wouldn't know because I was always in class. Never, so never, I don't know what they were doing I've when never, I was in class. I've never heard that term, but now well, I, I made it up. <laughs> I realized what I was in high school. Nice. You, you, <laughs> I just didn't you think know the that name. You're a railing dweller. <laughs> yes. You know, railing dwellers hate it when you call them railing dwellers. <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. I know that's one thing about railing dwellers. Dwellers that we do mm-hmm. know. Um, no, I think um, football in this area was the thing. I think football and yeah, I think soccer probably was cool too. You, you know what I'll say? My my senior year in high school, we won the state cross country championship. And for the first time in 30 years before and 30 years after, our football team had mild success, mm-hmm. and they won the district championship. And everybody in school was like, oh, the football team's so great. I'm like, right. yeah, they won districts. <laughs> we won states. Right. Right. Well, it's just... it's Not also, bitter, Joanna. Not bitter, not bitter at all, <laughs> I can tell. All. Well, it's just... It's also interesting to me because I know somebody who did grow up, um, who is my age, who grew up in a similar... Virginia area uh-huh. and soccer was marginalized at their school as well. So I also just think it's interesting that I grew up in an area where like soccer was so big, but like, it just, it's like interesting to me. Like why 1968? Like why 1969? Like why was that a time like the high school is like, Oh, we'll need, need to start soccer right now. I don't know. Ask John Mellencamp. Didn't he do that song? 
the summer of 69? No, you're thinking of... John Cougar Mellencamp, maybe? You're thinking of... Brian Adams? Uh, yes, maybe, Brian maybe, Adams. Maybe it was, okay. See, I'm not a music or... I'm not a movie connoisseur. I'm not a music connoisseur really either. This is how I got through the SAT. It's just kind of BSing the answer. Sounds right. Go for it. Yeah, I didn't. But you didn't have multiple choice here. Joanna, when you took the SATs, did you have multiple choice? Or or did they change the format by the time you took it? Uh, No, I still have multiple choice. But we had the SAT twos, too, where you had like, uh, there were like essays, I guess, in different subjects. I feel like I had to write an essay. Really? Mm. I feel like on my regular SATs, I didn't. It was just in the SAT twos. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Did you take the SATs? I did take the SATs, <laughs> yes. Not the twos, but the SATs. Did they still take the ACT? I remember taking the ACT because there were a couple schools that, that required that. Like a lot of the West Coast schools yeah. like that. The ACT. Yeah. Uh, all right, now this is getting I mean, you think for a couple here. of guys that like, <laughs> just graduated <laughs> yeah, college. Yeah, no, we would have remembered. But it's, it's uh, as soon as I take the test, then I forget about yeah. it and focus on the next test. That's right. Well, let's get focused on this podcast, if we could. Uh, let's get off the subject of education. That always makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to be joined by the CEO and founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. They've got a 5K uh, and Family Fun Day coming up November 18th. It's going to be Neil Lawson who's going to join us in studio. I also believe his executive director, Jennifer Myers, will be along with him. Uh, They're going to promote their 5K and Fun Day and uh, talk about uh, their foundation and a very powerful story uh, to get into there. Uh, Also on today's program, I'm going to talk about the Moses Lake Police Department. They're in Washington State. Uh, They had something interesting running related come up this past week, so I wanted to discuss that. We've got another edition of Where Are They Now? Pace the Nation style. We've got uh, former guests, and we're going to profile kind of where they are and what they're doing. I'm going to try to do that, you know, every week, maybe every other week. I think we went over what Heather Hanscom and maybe even Kieran was kind of a where where are they now. Uh, as well, he's running as he's running the Marine Corps Marathon this weekend. Well, the Kieran segment was kind of our lazy form. Where are they now? Yeah, it's true. It's like, do you guys want to have a conversation with him off the record to find out what he's doing? Nah, let's just let's book him, him in, in studio. studio. Mm-hmm. That way, we don't have to write anything down. It's true. Uh, and speaking of Marine Corps, uh, I want to talk about. Uh, the weather at Marine Corps and um, what happened there this past uh, weekend because the show did post Monday and Marine Corps was Sunday, so it just this is this ago. is uh, everybody take a note. Uh, Farley is comprehending the space time continuum mm-hmm. of pace the nation. Yep, because he's talking about something that hasn't happened as we recorded, but will have happened when we post. Yeah. And that's a big, I mean, so that's a big theme of the show. If you haven't listened to all 126 uh-huh. other ones, uh, weather is a big theme of the show and running is a big theme of the show. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd put them all together there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the fact that I'm, I'm just taking note of how you're grasping that concept because mm-hmm. for 126 episodes, you did not grasp that concept. <laughs> I finally got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, I, I wanted to, to uh, tell you guys about this great new product I got. If if there's somebody who can't stand uh, Apple, um, I, I hope you say me. 
<laughs> it's William E. Docs. I hate Apple. But I tell you what, I got this new watch from Apple, and I shouldn't be giving them. They're not sponsors. But uh, it is, you know, sort of content show related. So I, I just wanted to give you some context of where this watch is from. Anyways, this watch is connected to my Verizon uh, account. So I'm on a run. I don't need my phone with me. And I can get phone calls and text messages while I'm on the run. It's got GPS. It can play music from the, from the watch. Kind of an all-in-one uh-huh. deal. So I can be out on a run and take a phone call from you guys. Well, please what, don't. It's, what, what, it's, do you th- what do you think of that sort of technology? I hate it. I like going for a run. <laughs> do you hate it because you hate Apple? or No, I, I like going for a run and disconnecting from the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, something to be said for I that. I like connecting uh, with nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, trees have information for us. <laughs> no, that's a Perry Farrell thing. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I like to be disconnected. I, that's one of the things I enjoy about running. Okay. And and so there's always being connected. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about it last night that I may just get rid of my cell phone for a while. I, I would, I'd sooner cut off my arm than get rid of my cell phone, yeah, me personally. But, I mean, it's like this this constant connection is just, just unhealthy. I agree. Well, this goes back to a comment that you made a few weeks ago about how like you feel like you're like never not working yeah. and like never turned mm-hmm. off. So, I mean, I think a run is a perfectly acceptable time to like not have to take phone calls. Yeah. I, the thing is though, for me, I, I, a lot of times the chance to run, you know, like Tuesday we have a meeting in the morning and I don't get up at 5 a.m. like you do. So I can't run in the morning. Um, so you got a meeting in the morning, you just can't get to it. So you go for a run at two o'clock when you can squeeze it in and there's probably work calls or stuff that might need to be done during that hour that you're out for a run. So I've got my uh, watch. Don't need to bring my phone with me because um, these phones are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. So just my watch can answer your but, phone call. But th- my point is like when you say I don't need to bring my phone with you, that's always the case when you go for a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Let, like, let me Let me beat Satya to this question. Yes. Uh, can you watch an NFL football game on that watch? <laughs> Not yet, but hopefully yeah. with the updates, I mean, they continue. Do they to have FaceTime on that watch? Not yet either, uh-huh. but uh, continuous uh, software updates will probably. Uh, so we still have not gotten to the Dick Tracy watch yet. No, nah, it's close. It's, it's pretty close. pretty darn close. I'm surprised you know that cultural reference. Well, that's the only thing that I've heard since I got in the watch. Is everybody said Dick Tracy? Oh wow, you talk because I can talk on the phone on uh-huh. the watch, and people are saying. Yeah. Oh, Dick Tracy, and then I had to Google him, and then yeah, who was the best out. Dick Tracy? Uh, Pierce Brosnan. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, Joanna, you 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 don't seem a fan of the the idea of talking on the phone. I mean, she's got like a Timex watch over there. Um, yes. You don't seem like a fan of talking on the phone on your watch. No, I'm not. All right. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I figured I'd be outnumbered in this room. Well, I think that these technologies are cool, and there's definitely people who get excited about them right. and will find use for them, but I, I'm i not one of them. <laughs> it's like even some of the more fancy Garmin's are outside too of Too fancy for They're you. too fancy. Like, All I'm right. just not going to use those features, so, like, why pay for them? Yeah, that's, that's true. It, it wasn't cheap, that's for sure, uh, but I'm excited about it. I'm sure most of our audience, maybe half our audience, is excited about it. Yeah, they're not Luddites, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. With that, 
Uh, guys, uh, next up, I'm excited to bring in Arlentonian, which is always a, a, a great um, way to, to start introducing the guests. Uh, Neil Lawson is going to join us here in studio. He is of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. They've got a 5K coming up November 18th. We're going to talk to him about that and his foundation next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined in studio by the CEO and founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. It's Neil Lawson. Neil, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me in. Absolutely. We also have Jennifer Myers. She is the executive director of that Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us. Um, I I mentioned before you came on that um, I believe you guys are both Arlingtonians, which is a big thing for me. Is that, that correct? Yes. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Um, but you said... What do you, what do you consider the heart of Arlington County? <laughs> oh, man. The heart of... Aren't we in it here? Yes, in exactly. He's got the heart of Arlington County, of course, is Clarendon. Correct answer. Good Good job, Neil. Uh, it's a long debate on this program, what the actual heart of Arlington County, and I believe it's Clarendon. Maybe it's because we have a store here and I live in Clarendon, but um, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent. We've done enough of that today. Um, but... You mentioned, uh, uh, Neil, that you, you came over from Georgetown, so that kind of threw me for a loop, because I figured you'd be coming from Arlington. Why were, where were you coming from in Georgetown? It's a little thing called a day job. Oh, uh, I, was, okay. I was at the office okay. and just had to make my way back over here into gotcha. Arlington, to the heart of oh, Arlington, in fact, uh, for the interview. And, and you're, you're going to run back to work? Is that true? Yeah, I was a little bit of a slacker this morning, did not get up early enough to crawl out of bed before the kids yeah. and run. So I took the opportunity. It's a nice downhill run yeah, back into Georgetown. So uh, I figured that was a good route to get it in today. Nice. So, so do you have, you have a shower at work? Yes. Yeah. We have yeah. a gym there. And so again, again, these are the inside, like she's upset that, so Joanne is upset that we don't have a shower at um, the Clarendon She, she didn't sound upset. She I, was just I, asking fair. a nice question. I, fair. I'm just collecting data right, for that's, you. That's fair. And I, she's worried about my coworkers. Right. If I can't shower <laughs> after the run, then that <laughs> exactly. could be a problem. So what, what kind of running, so what kind of runner are you, Neil? You, you run every day, most every day? Slow. Slow, okay. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I try to run every day when I'm in, in a good uh, routine. I'll run probably five times a week. I'm not in that routine now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do it for as my primary source for exercise, trying to stay fit, um, and also for fun. I, yeah. you know, I do a mix of lots of 5Ks, 10Ks, just did the Army 10-miler. Nice. What a terribly muggy oh, day was that awful. was. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, part of the running I enjoy the most is uh, sort of the uh, relay format. So I do Ragnar with a bunch of friends that are amazing, and that's just that makes running super Agreed. fun. Yeah. Do you do the DC Ragnar, or, or have you traveled to other places? So we just did the DC Ragnar for the second time. We've also done Nashville, and probably my favorite was the Bourbon Chase. Uh, oh, having nothing cool. to do with passing by most of the distilleries right. in Kentucky <laughs> right. uh, was the bluegrass and the beautiful scenery that was the draw. Um, I keep lobbying to take our group out to Napa. Uh, I keep getting thwarted. No, if, I, if I any think of them are listening no, here, you, yeah, take you, that as a hint. You can, yeah, you can get them out there. That sounds like a great one out in Napa. Um, so you are the CEO and founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Um, you've got a 5K road race Coming up November 18th at the Knights of Columbus here in uh, uh, in Arlington, 5K uh, race and a family fun day. So we'll get into that. But tell us about uh, 
the foundation and, and the story of Jennifer? Sure. So uh, the foundation is a nonprofit local here in Arlington. And the mission of the foundation is to uh, bring access to pre and postnatal care to economically vulnerable mothers uh, and their unborn or pre- recently born children. So uh, if you live in Arlington, we've got a very uh, affluent community and great access to um, health care. But the reality is even in Arlington County, uh, there are many people that don't. And so um, the foundation raises monies to help provide access um, to those people that aren't as fortunate, don't have insurance, don't have the time or the money or the resources to get to proactive care, uh, which oftentimes leads to the need for um, critical care. And so the foundation's focuses on that. It was born out of um, both experiences and uh, a vision that my late white wife had. Um, we had, uh, she had three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them were premature. All mm. of them spent time in the natal, natal intensive care unit in Arlington County at the mm-hmm. Virginia Hospital Center. And all of them are perfectly fine today wow. because of the care they received. Uh, she was also um, had challenges, uh, gestational diabetes, mm-hmm hypertension, um, and she spent a lot of time during her pregnancies doing exactly the right thing according to doctor's orders to make sure that she was healthy, and more importantly to her, that her children were healthy. And so because of our access to care, because of her commitment to that, um, she, Jen, and our children had a fair start at life. And so uh, in 2014, we tragically lost Jen to an accident in Arlington. Um, She was volunteering at a school, putting my daughter back in the car, and a complete accident, but was struck and killed. And um, because of her passion and because even when she was alive, we just started to do some very small things to help that same community because she was very, well, we both were very grateful for uh, the care that we mm-hmm. received to have healthy children and a healthy wife. Um, because I knew she had a vision and a passion and had done some things, um, it was immediately clear to me without even thinking what I could do to try and honor her memory, remember who she was. Um, the type of person, the type of mother, and um, and help realize uh, the vision that she had to really take the things that we could easily take for granted and bring it to those who are don't have the same access and, and, and care that she was able to receive. And a lot of us remember that uh, tragedy uh, and that accident in 2014. I mean, a fairly high-profile accident where it just seemed like it could happen to any of us. And that was why I think it hit home with with everybody to such a good person and a great family. Um, How long ago, how long after that accident took place did you start the foundation or what was, uh, what really drove you to to start the foundation? Uh, It was really, um, like I said, understanding her passion and vision. um, And then really, it was part of my grieving process. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty quickly, I said, I knew that this is what I needed to do. Um, even before I had time or the ability to focus on doing it, I, it, it was able for a place where I, I, I have a tangible way that I can honor the amazing mother and person that she was. Um, and I was able to sort of tuck that away. So it was, it, it's something that came to me very early on in my grieving process, mm-hmm. you know, even in the first few months, um, didn't get much time and attention until later on, but really in December of 2014, um, what we refer to as a soft launch. We did it, we, as a family, we did an annual holiday event at our house, an open house, had friends over. We turned that year's um, event, we held it again, and uh, just an opportunity to introduce the idea of the foundation to our friends and family, um, people that knew her that had celebrated the holidays with her, 
and sort of announced it softly there and then officially uh, launched it on the anniversary of her passing in February of 2015. So we're, we're coming up on uh, our third race. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it was really in earnest 2015 is when we, when we started. How, how are your kids doing? Uh, they are doing remarkably well. They're very resilient. All mm -hmm. kids are. Um, and they had a great foundation of love and care from, from Jen and uh, have, have grown off of that. And um, I, I face a lot of the challenges uh, that every parent faces. Yeah. <laughs> they are children, um, but uh, they are thankfully with a lot of love and care from the community and friends and family. Uh, they are doing very well. Thank you for asking. So th this is an awesome foundation, and there's a lot of ways to raise money. I think you guys do a, a number of things, but a big thing, again, like we talked about, this 5K. Why a road race? Why did you decide, a ro decide on a road race? Uh, running was a, a, a big thing for Jen and actually a big part of how we our relationship developed. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually met in the gym, the gold gym that used to be in the oh, old yeah, car dealership yeah. right here yep. in, in the heart of Arlington. Right, exactly. Uh, sorry. It's, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's just what it is. I mean, he doesn't have to apologize for something. Uh, and, and uh, I was a, a spin instructor, and she was actually taking the spin class fairly regularly. At first, I thought because she wanted to spend more time with me, but she was training. <laughs> she was training for the age ride. Uh, but got to know her there, and uh, doing five Ks and, and the like really was a part of who we were in that age, and was a good way for us to connect. Um, we actually, she did her first marathon uh, with uh, with me. I it was probably my second or third at the time. It was San Diego Rock and Roll. Mm -hmm. Um, but before we got married, we did our first, her first marathon together. And it was just a, a lot of who she was. And she loved doing local 5K. She did half marathons. And she was just a very active athletic person. And so something she enjoyed doing. Uh, it was also a way with other charities and, and uh, nonprofits do 5Ks. It's also a way that she was able to, to make an impact in, in that way. So it was just a, a big part of who she was. Yeah, so it totally makes sense. So we're getting ready for the November 18th event, uh, third year of the event, which is also in, uh, pretty amazing. Uh, let's bring in Jennifer here. So what's your role with, you're the executive director of the foundation. What's your role with the event? Uh, everything. Everything? <laughs> so he doesn't really know what's going on with the event, so we need to train the questions to you here. Right, right. I work on event logistics, so okay. um, the fun day portion. We have uh, moon bounces and rock walls and an obstacle course and face painting and balloon artists and... Uh, beer garden. Beer oh, garden, yes. That beer is... garden, very important. Food yep. trucks. Um, so working on lining up all of those activities, uh, working uh, with our race director to make mm -hmm. sure that you know we're set for this year's uh, road race, uh, just all working on sponsorships, working on registration. So anything that goes into it, yep. uh, you're, I'm you're, involved. You're involved with it. Yep. And it's at the Knights of Columbus. So is this where the family fun day? I'm interested in the beer yes. garden and the family fun <laughs> day. So is that where all that is happening? I'm interested in the moon bounce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I, I do think the moon bounce goes up to adult weight limits. Nice. So you might have to kick a couple of kids out. No, but <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's great because the Knights of Columbus, their grounds are really large mm -hmm. and they donate their grounds to the foundation. Very cool. Um, they really believe in, in the cause of the foundation. Um, so we, we appreciate that. And um, so the, the 5K starts and ends from the Knights of Columbus. Um, and then uh, we have all over the grass, the front yard, the backyard. We've got a stage set up for community performances. Um, we just heard uh, like Yorktown acapellas 
their acapella group is going to come and sing again. Those types Go of Patriots. Com- Love yeah. it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Those types of great like That's community really cool. um, influences. And um, and then behind we have a, we have a live band coming this year, which is new. Um, so it's just we just take over the Knights of Columbus. So do you have to run in the 5K to participate in the fun? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. That's the great part. Um, I will say I'm not a runner. Uh, I used to run in college, and then mm-hmm. I had a couple of spinal surgeries, and my doctor said no running more. was a no-no. Right. <laughs> so I'm not actually a runner. And before I became the executive director, I was a volunteer at the foundation. And um, you know, my my husband uh, and the kids came and just participated in the fun day. So you can come and just do the the festival part um, and and help our cause that way. But I will add that having small children is not any excuse not to run. Right. Yes. We will have childcare available during the race. Really? Yes. yes. Cool. One of our sponsors is, is bringing uh, camp counselors to the day, and you can check your child in and go have a great run and come back and then take them to the fun day. It's like a bag check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So tell us more about who are who are I love that sponsor. Man, I, we need this sponsor for our races. I need this sponsor regularly in my life. But um, to, <laughs> so tell us more about who are the other sponsors you guys have. So uh, in our our leadership circles, we're sort of the, the the biggest sponsors we have. Uh, super excited to have Boeing back again this year. Just a, a wonderful organization at large, and and it's wonderful that they actually focus on such small community events as well. Uh, CJ Coakley is another mm-hmm. big sponsor of ours. They have been um, supporting us for a number of years, uh, as has Glassman Wealth Advisors uh, out of Tyson's Corner and uh, IDS, iDiscovery Solutions, which is my company. Um, so those are sort of our, what we call leadership circle sponsors. They are not just supporting the event, they support the foundation throughout the year. Uh, other platinum and gold sponsors include the Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. as Jen mentioned. They have been amazing from day one. They actually reached out to me before we even conceived the 5k hmm. and said we are a big part of this community we've been impacted by this we are here for you what can we do to help you so before we even knew what to ask knights of columbus was was standing by us three stones residential is a new uh sponsor this year we're excited to have on board schmidt public affairs the arlington county federal community uh the, the arlington community federal credit union national home health care Five Guys uh, and District Taco round out our wow. gold sponsors. And, and there are a whole host of others in addition to that. But those are some of the, the primary ones that we have on board. Um, and they all have been wonderful. And there are various things that they do from hydration sponsors to the mile markers, start finish line, kid fun day. And there are some of those that are still available. Nice. <laughs> if anyone's interested. How much money have you guys raised through the, through the years for the foundation? So back of the envelope, and, and Jim was kind enough to bring me sort of the current day where we are, mm-hmm. through, uh, through the end of 2016, we were at 422000 With everything wow. that we've raised and have committed to the race already uh, and the dancing that Jim's going to be doing, I'm sure we'll talk about yeah, that later, uh, we, definitely uh, we are actually uh, have crossed over the half-million-dollar mark, Amazing. which is super, super exciting. And, I mean, you just can't do that for – I mean – you, we put on road race. You can't do that just just with a road race. So are there, the sponsors, are there other ways that you raise money through the year, throughout the year? 
there there are, but I will say uh, against road race. against what most people have told me, yeah, <laughs> and maybe your own yeah. experiences. We make a good amount. I mean, this, the amazing sponsors and the community outreach and the, the participants. So we we do charge to attend the fun day. Sure, um, we do charge for the childcare, but those are all donations that are made. So we're trying to make this a family event, um, and we've had an, an amazing response, great sponsorship support, and then support from the community coming in to participate. So that is certainly the bulk of of the raise that we do. Um, DC Dancing Stars is another uh, fundraising event that we participated in that has brought in significant funding uh, to the foundation as well. I mentioned CJ Coakley is one of our sponsors. Um, Maria Coakley David and her husband Jim David put on the DC Dancing Stars, which raises money for local charities. Uh, we're great. We're very fortunate to have a partnership with them. Uh, last year, I was fortunate sort of to dance in that yeah. competition, raise money and dance in that competition. And the JBLF was a beneficiary of that event. So we da- I danced as a corporate sponsor and then the foundation was a beneficiary of the, of the work that we did in supporting um, that event. So it worked out really well. I, I saw an awkward Facebook video of you dancing. Very awkward. So, so is J- Jennifer's doing the dancing this year? Yes, we are upgrading the dancing yeah. talent this year. And all that did last year was to prove that there is something I'm, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm better at running than something else. There you go. Is the dancing. <laughs> So are you practicing for this? Are we going to see you on Dancing with the Stars? That's like a big show these days. I don't watch it, but I hear it's a big show. Yeah. (laughs) You don't watch it, but you know all the rules and you know all the (laughs) contestants and you know what time it's on. Yeah, exactly. Other than that. Yeah, I will be dancing in the DC Dancing Stars Gala, which is on November 11th. Cool. We actually have a judge, uh, Chelsea Hightower, who is on the actual Dancing with the Stars. There you go. Wow. She was originally on... um, so you think you can dance? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So She's she amazing. is. She is one of the judges. I think yeah. she was a judge in your year. She, yep, yeah. she was a celebrity. Wow. One of the celebrity judges last year. She was kind to me. One of the celebrity judges. Were there other celebrities there? Um, I think Charles Mann is a judge oh, for this year. This, former uh, Redskin. Oh yeah, love the skins. Um, okay. I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they also have uh, Crystal Coons of Coons Automotive coming. Yep. So she's, it's she danced last year. I don't yes. know nice. if she's dancing this year. These so are stars. So those some of those are there are celebrity dancers, and then yeah. there are also some celebrity judges. Um, yeah. Bob Dole was one of the celebrity judges nice. last wow. year. I, right, random, but yeah. I was a big fan because he said I don't know much about this, but he gave me a nine. <laughs> Out of ten, okay. oh, wow. didn't deserve it, but I was happy to get it. Very, very, very <laughs> cool. So, uh, former or current IT consultant, uh, right, Neil? So, how do you become like, or how do you know what the heck to do to be run run a nonprofit and CEO founder? It just doesn't seem to be a linear transition from IT to this. Uh, it, it, it's in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. Uh, I I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, and just very fortunate to have friends from that space um, willing to help me and lots of friends that are entrepreneurs. And in my current company, uh, it is technology consulting in Mm -hmm. the the legal space, but I am one of the co-founders of that. So I stumbled through and learned a lot (laughs) when we launched the company in 2008. Uh, So I I have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sort of uh, was able to give me the confidence to know that I didn't know enough and that way we'd figure it out along the way. And so leverage some of the experiences and I guess just the, the, the confidence knowing that my ignorance wouldn't necessarily defeat us and uh, sort of trudged forward. And then and also confidence knowing have having amazing people supporting sure. me. The original executive director, Ashley Leonard, who's a friend of yours, yeah, introduced us, Chris, yep. um, was really helped get us started. She had a lot of experience in the space and 
was great at taking my ideas and telling me which ones were just not going to happen right now <laughs> and, and then how to act on those that, that could. And then she actually recruited Jen Myers to come and be on the event committee last year, mm-hmm. sort of as a, I think, and probably much earlier in Ashley's mind than she would admit to me. Uh, but sort of thinking that she, you know, the, the best way to gracefully exit is to find your replacement. And she had a lot of things going on in her life that needed more attention than she could give with her own three children and building a house and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so she left us in good hands by introducing us to Jen. And Jen is actually in the role as a full-time employee. That's fantastic. Which is amazing. I, I read a little of Jen's re- impressive JD from Georgetown. My wife's over at Georgetown. So you guys have heard of Georgetown before. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. You're getting some good people. It always does help to get good people. <laughs> it makes all yeah. the difference yeah. in the world. No doubt. All right. So you mentioned a lot of these uh, families are local here, Arlingtonians who, who need your help and assistance. Um, do you have examples or stories of some mothers and babies that you've helped along the way? Yes, we do. Um, and one of the things that's been key and, and uh, really ignited success in the foundation was a partnership we developed very early on with the Virginia Hospital hmm. Center and the Virginia Hospital Center Foundation. Uh, we haven't gone through the NICU for three times. Right. Uh, we're familiar right. with the process right. and already knew people over there. That's one of the places that Jen and I, when she was alive, we had started to um, support. And uh, they really came in and put fuel on our fire mm-hmm. from um, initially providing funding for the event so we didn't have to come out of pocket ahead of the revenue, really allowing us to further charge into the 5K with confidence. And w- the partnership allowed us to have a place that we could then take the monies that we raised and actually find services and make sure they were going to places that were aligned with our mission. So through the Virginia Hospital Center Foundation, we were able to direct funds to their women's clinic and to the Arlington Pediatric Center, which is um, a a satellite location that only serves um, economically vulnerable children or mothers or women. Um, who live in Arlington, don't mm-hmm. have insurance and fall below a certain poverty level. And so that was a, a great way for us to reach out and have a community that's already been identified and has a need that we can help provide that access that we wanted to. And so through Arlington Pediatric Center, uh, over the last two years, we have funded the first 12 months of wellness care for just shy of 500 babies Wow! Um, in 2016 and 2017. Uh, we have also uh, funded some transportation. A big, big problem in Arlington is people who live across the county and have to leave work, have to give up buying certain groceries, taking time off, paying for transportation. They don't have time to get there. So we've actually provided some funding for mothers to come and go from their care. One of the things, if you get the preventative care or the proactive care, it in many cases can prevent unnecessary complications. Um, and so we've actually, Ashley saw this, I didn't, um, mm-hmm. but we have, we were delivering some of, uh, the, the tokens for transportation one day and we actually witnessed them giving one to a mother and the mother just, or the woman just had broke out into tears oh, because man, she awesome. wasn't able to do, uh, that otherwise. And one of, uh, two other quick ones, uh, there was, um, a story about, uh, a, a husband and wife who were renting a sofa in a house, not a room, not a house, renting a sofa. They had a sofa and they had one drawer in a dresser and um, they had opposite work schedules. So they took turns sleeping on it. And uh, when she was pregnant, became pregnant, they were, you know, the doctors just inquiring where, you know, where's your baby going to sleep? So go, well, we've got one dresser drawer. We're just going to pull the drawer out and plop the baby in the drawer to sleep. Not safe, not 
acceptable right, not a right. situation that anyone should have to be in. Um, so in that instance, we actually funded um, buying a pack and play. And the idea said, well, we should. If, are there safe places for babies to sleep? Um, and so that led to an initiative of us funding, um, purchasing some pack and plays for, for uh, mothers uh, to be that didn't have uh, safe places to live. And then one other, uh, we did a phone bank uh, with uh, ABC7 Local mm-hmm. uh, and brought in some care, you know, NICU doctors and nurses and caregivers and staffed a, f- a phone bank. And uh, that outreach in the community, um, w- just one particular call, a mother who was really um, in a very uh, stressful, emotional situation, having um, some tendencies that she was ashamed of, not even comfortable sharing with her own doctors, wow. um, even though the doctors would, would yeah. want to help her. Um, and she was able to call in and, and take some comfort that this is not something everyone experiences, but it's not uncommon for people to feel this way and that, you know, people want to help you, not punish you for the thoughts you've had if you can get help before things happen. And so that was another um, sort of outreach that the foundation was able to bring that panel together and ABC7 Local was able to uh, give us the television coverage so that people could call in and that was, that, that certainly touched at the heartstrings for sure props to you man props to you guys for all you're doing really making a huge difference and it sounds like the best way for uh, our listeners to kind of participate is to to do the run on november 18th give us the details again where where can we sign up the website all that stuff yeah so the the website is jb-lf.org and right on the front page you'll be able to find it'll it'll redirect you but that's the short easy one to remember Um, you'll find uh, links to being able to uh, register for the race. Uh, it's the race and the fun day. So the race is at nine o'clock in the morning. So it's nice to have a little later I start. It. it took yep. us a couple of years to get yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but the community has not raised too many issues about that's that. That's a thankfully. tough get. That is, that is good. Most races you got to get in and get out, but yeah. 9 a.m. That's a, that's a crucial time. Start. So start. you can sleep yep. in a little, uh, yep. and it's after all the sport, most of the sports have started, yep. stopped and before the turkey trots and jingle bells yep, yep um and then the family fun day goes till uh, about one o'clock and as jen mentioned tons of fun stuff for kids of all ages uh for the parents with the beer garden and the band and the dj uh last year we had washington a couple of the washington national racing presidents nice. uh, actually the last two years uh slap shot as well and we're certainly looking to get additional celebrity fun mascot type out this year as well we'll keep that uh, under wraps for now but uh come out and see right. who we're able to did teddy come last year last year was george and abe Okay. And I know you're before Doc says it. Teddy uh, did not win. <laughs> he didn't even post. So before Doc says it, uh, before he says that the racing presidents don't have anything else to do, so they will be there. Uh, they can be there. I'm going to say yes. The Nats aren't playing right now, so yes, the racing presidents aren't busy. So yeah, why aren't they going to be out there? I'm I'm getting in trouble for things that I didn't you're thinking say. that you're thinking. Yeah. No, I'm a big on. Nats fan. He loves to needle me well, about it. Also, to be fair, the Nats don't have anything to do with it. Right <laughs> that's now. true. That's true. All right. Yeah, just you turn the dagger in. Thank you. All right. This is how easy my job is now. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything, and I'm still needling him. Uh, I know. Very true. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for uh, coming in studio, putting up with us as we have these inner monologue battles here uh but no thank you so much the foundation is amazing it's the jennifer bush lawson foundation uh we have the ceo and founder neil lawson and also the executive director jennifer myers thank you guys so much for joining us today on pace the nation thank you for having us really appreciate it there there they go neil lawson jennifer myers this is pace the nation we'll take a quick break be right back after this 
All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Neil Lawson and Jennifer Myers for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Again, their road race, the 5K and Family Fun Day, is happening November 18th, and you can uh, still sign up for that race online. Uh, we will tweet out all the information and the website for that, but it's JenniferBushLawsonFoundation.org for the website. Uh, so... That is a great upcoming race. I also wanted to mention another um, upcoming race that is uh, happening uh, next weekend, ten twenty eight. It's the Walk and Five K to End HIV. So a really cool race um, happening in DC. Generally, you know, the Marine Corps Marathon is that weekend, so it's an open date. Um, so if people were you know, generally out doing the 10K for Marine Corps that weekend. Now you've got a race you can do, uh, walking 5K to end HIV. And uh, one of our loyal listeners seems to be a big fan or a part of that race, um, Darcy Dodd. She's been a loyal listener and a reporter on this program in the past. Sideline reporter. Sideline reporter, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, she hipped us to this race downtown on the mall. Um, raises a ton of money, great impact. So uh, you can check that out. I will also tweet out a link to that, and that's, uh, again, 1028, so next week for that race. All right, I didn't put this in the agenda at the beginning, but I, we got to address some, this thing on Twitter. And I, it's a thing that I don't quite understand. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's, it's not DuckTales? It's a threat. I mean, it's, I think it's DuckTale-ish. Because uh, it's cartoonish. Cartoonish, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you um, not like know any cartoons? When is James <laughs> going to start educating you on cartoons? Well, I, I do know a couple cartoons. Uh-huh. Um, I he's know too young to watch cartoons. The hot dog Mickey Mouse song. Um, oh. he's, he's into that. Um, you young parents know what I'm talking about. Um, and when I say young parents, not any of us in the room other than me. Um, You're actually, uh, I was in Charlottesville yesterday and with our other mutual friend, Pierce. Mm-hmm. And Bill hipped me to the phrase you're actually an old parent that's <laughs> actually am mm-hmm. that's a good point you're not a young parent you're an that's old parent point. and and bill is bill's getting married yep remarried right he already has two young boys yep and uh pierce was asking him are you guys gonna have kids and bill was saying if i do i'm gonna have to talk to you about being an old dad right all right so basically he's calling me an old dad which is right i'm new to the parenting game that's all i meant I'm right. an old old guy with, right. a, with well, a young it's, kid. it's different when you're when you're a young whippersnapper. That's true. With a young child versus being an old man. Yes. Very true. But back to the Twitter <laughs> back to <laughs> the Twitter conversation that uh-huh. I just was totally over my head. Uh-huh. I saw some characters from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of our loyal listeners tweeting back and forth. Yeah, and it was like a firestorm of tweets. So yeah. one of you guys is going to have to explain this to me. Well, I don't actually have Twitter on my phone anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just saw the stuff in my email because I still get emails. From sure. Twitter, and I don't I have no I okay, do not so understand. That makes two of us. Yeah, Docs, please understand. help us out. All right. As usual, I will explain the situation. <laughs> OK. My parents went away on two weeks vacation. There is a new Will Smith song out and it's horrible. But oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um. Because in the last show, I was talking about how I'm Eeyore, mm-hmm. you know, from Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore is, is mm. the, the I sad... I feel like you say that funny. Eeyore? Yeah, Eeyore. Eeyore. Mm-hmm. Eeyore. That's like... okay. He's. I think he says it 
exactly like Eeyore. Yeah, what, how am I supposed to say Eeyore? I, I don't know. It just sounds, it sounds different. Well, it's a funny name, okay. Eeyore. Do you yeah. know any other Eeyores? No, but does, does it sound the same when I say it as when you say it, Eeyore? No. Okay. I think you're, we're getting off track here. Yeah. A little bit. Go so, ahead. So Go I, ahead. I claimed, I, I laid claim to being Eeyore mm-hmm. in, in the Hundred Acre Wood. And uh, our listeners uh, started a thread to uh, identify which character you two are. Oh, got it. Okay. And I, I believe that we tweeted something out from Pace the Nation, too, uh, thanks to Steve. Basically well, runs our Twitter account. Yeah. Well, Steve Steve tweeted out a uh, a picture of all of the characters from Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. having a meeting, and he said this was our our pre production meeting, <laughs> and he he put paste the nation sweatshirts on on a couple of the characters. Yes, on the rabbit and the tigger. Yeah. Very 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 well done. It's uh, Michael P. Miller. Let me know. Le- yeah, it was Michael P. Miller esque. But <laughs> yeah. let me know when you're going to take James to the zoo, and I'll come with you so that I can correctly identify the animals <laughs> because that's not a rabbit; that's a kangaroo. Okay, all right. <laughs> I will take you up on that. So people started saying what uh, Winnie the Pooh characters yeah. we were. So now, you're Eeyore. I'm Eeyore. What do you guys think you are? Like uh, with without seeing the 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 suggestions from other people. Which character do you identify? Winnie with? the Pooh runs the show, so I'm Winnie the Pooh. You're not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh, no, Joanna. There, there were a few people that that guessed that you were Winnie the Pooh. Who Who are you, Joanna? Um, I I would like to think of myself as Owl. Owl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Owl's kind of a. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shoe fits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're. You're the nicest of the three of us. What does that make the other two of us? Yeah, I could be I could be Eeyore with a pinch of owl. <laughs> to be honest. All right, so Owl for Joanna. All right, is, and, was that and correct? Farley? You think that you're Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Um. Well, Farley, you're not Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Uh. And two different listeners, Midpack Bipad and Leanne, correctly identified you as Tigger. Okay. But. I'm calling plagiarism because they both gave the same exact word-for-word description hmm. of Tigger. But, Joanna, go ahead and tell us what the uh, description of Tigger is that they came up with, which is why this explains Chris Farley. Boisterous and exuberant, Tigger is wonderful and one of a kind. He eagerly shares his enthusiasm with others, whether they want him to or not. Ooh, I liked it all until the, until the last <laughs> part, whether they want him to or not. That's the part that hits it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's uh that's uh, our, our the, the twitter thread going on out there you can always tweet us at pace the nation uh thanks for the engagement we love uh the twitter engagement back and forth yeah it, great great thread yes um just one more winnie the pooh note my younger sister watched winnie the pooh every day oh me too mm. did you guys watch it together uh i don't think so because mm. uh, i don't remember you being around <laughs> all right um, I wanted to mention the Moses Lake Police Department and something running related there. Um, there was a story that came out last week that was titled Suspect Tries to Outrun Officer Only to Realize the Cop is a Distance Runner. So this guy, he was a felon, he was caught by the police, and then he tries to run, and the, the officer, who they didn't name in the, the article here, uh, was training mm-hmm. for a marathon, was a distance runner, and tracked him down. And so uh, this is what uh, the the press release from the uh, from the Moses Lake Police Department said. 
the guy's name, the, the, the felon's name's Hamilton. He said he made a poor tactical decision. Wait a minute. The felon's name is Hamilton? Well, his last name's Hamilton. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know that's like a famous uh, play, right? How much minutia can we get on this show? I mean, we mm-hmm. go off on tangents on mm-hmm. so many different times today. Um, also, my friend went. Here we to, go again. My go friend ahead. went to New York. Uh, she's a graphic designer, and one of her clients was like taking her out for like this, you know, big mm-hmm. thing. And they told her that they got tickets to Hamilton, and she thought that it was a restaurant because it's a restaurant in DC. So she uh-huh. didn't know that she was going to, to a Hamilton. Uh-huh. Yeah, to, not just a play to Hamilton. Hamilton. It's the hottest ticket in in the world, far. But let me ask you a question, Joanna. Yeah. Um, if you got tickets to Hamilton and you didn't know what Hamilton was, don't you think you should not be allowed to go? That's how I felt. Yeah. All right. So can I get back to this story? I, I wanted to. Yeah, take, I have a follow up on this, so I'll let I'll let you continue. I wanted your take on this. So the guys, mm-hmm. the, the felon's name is Hamilton. He, mm-hmm. the, the, oh, the, did you guys know that uh, Hamilton was the Secretary of Treasury? The the police department. <laughs> I'm just going to plow through. The police department put out this statement yeah, here Amber. that said that the, the felon made a poor tactical decision to try to flee on foot. Uh, he clearly us- underestimated the fitness of the officer, who is one of those people who actually enjoys running really long distances and does it regularly. One of those people. Yes. This those is from people. the. This is a. This is a, a statement from the police department. Then they used in the statement they used the hashtag. Don't run from skinny cops. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about? I mean, the story aside, uh, you know, he's they're, they're making kind of poking fun at the guys running and no. he's one of those guys who likes to do these really long no. distances and then this hashtag how do you feel about your police you're being too defensive no i don't I, i'm just asking the question how do you mm-hmm. feel about your police station or your police doing bits uh in their state this is what they're doing i mean it's kind of funny but i i think that it's uh good for the police department to engage with the local community mm-hmm. as a on a positive level mm-hmm Okay. I would agree. Yeah. All right, I mean, so you're give, fine with your police police department doing bits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given the climate of police relations with a lot of okay people in the, true in the communities right now, I think it's not a bad idea. Hashtag don't run from skinny cops. And I I think okay. it's also it's, it kind of pokes fun at cops, right? Like, yeah. Because right. the stereotype is that they eat donuts and they're fat, right? <laughs> right. So it's I, it's yeah. kind of a joke. Uh, I don't know. I like. I it. don't take offense as a former distance runner. Okay, I I didn't either. I just thought I it don't was... take offense as a donut eater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting. But so what this tells me, I mean, what what they're trying to do is they're trying to, in a fun, playful way, tell you that um, if you run from a police officer, he's going to catch you. So don't do it. Right. But what this tells me is that that uh, former cross country runners make the best criminals. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you could have that take on. I mean, it, that's right? what I, I'm like. All right, well, I was thinking about robbing a bank, but I'm gonna have to get fit first. Yes, right. You know, so so. Well, oh, what are you training for? Like uh, Marine Corps? <laughs> you training for a 10k? No, I'm gonna rob a bank. Right. <laughs> I mean, this might actually uh, help America get fit, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think this is where this conversation was going to go. You do like go, a, uh, a Bonnie and Clyde yeah. uh, workout. All right, I could see uh, that. Right. But so, like, if you if if you do want to run away from the cops, like, not only do you have to be a good distance runner and have that endurance so that the chase can go for a long time, you really do need to work on your intervals and and your your um, fast twitch muscles mm-hmm. because initially, the the first minute or two 
you're going to have to run fast. Yep. You're going to have to out sprint them and then not be tired by that out sprint and, and then be able to go a long distance. So, so you can't neglect the track if you're planning on robbing a bank. <laughs> Bring up solid points. All right. Uh, Mac to more traditional uh, road racing and, and uh, running talk here. Uh-huh. Um, Marine Corps Marathon just happened. Uh, the mm-hmm. high is, and again, the time continuum, space-time continuum here. Well, do a disclosure. Say a disclosure is we're talking about it as if it happened yesterday, but right. in fact it happens in the future in from the future. when we are talking. As we broadcast here Thursday, uh, October 19th. Uh, race will be October 22nd. Uh, it's going to be low of 56, high of 76. That's a big range. So low, I guess, in the morning of 56, high of 76. What this tells me is that you better go out fast. <laughs> Get that race done before it heats up. I think that's up. horrible advice. Before it heats up, Farley. I, just, I actually, somebody was telling me yesterday that they ran Army 10 Miler. And normally, you know, they would have been in a, in a later yeah. start time. But oh, they, they, started earlier. they started earlier because they wanted cooler weather and they wanted to not they were afraid the race would get shut down and they didn't want to get shut down they, they wanted to hashtag beat the heat beat yeah. the heat yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> well 56 is if it was the high of it to me ideal running weather if it was 56 high of 56 is, is agreed ideal. yeah for a marathon so yeah. uh, it's just disappointing that um you know we'll we'll we're going to have a little bit warmer temps. Uh, hopefully, the weather forecasters are wrong, uh, but uh, that's what they're saying right now. Where will you guys be? Because it's one of the greatest races to watch all year. Uh-huh. Where will you guys be? On course, running around, doing the Kieran O'Connor, getting 15 miles of running back and forth, watching everybody run. What are you guys going to be doing? So my Marine Corps tradition is to spend it with Charlie. Mm-hmm. So we we meet in uh, Roslyn in the morning, and then we go along the course to see most of like most of the elite runners. And then um, I'll be helping him with his uh, social media posting as well. Someone who's not on social media helping run Washington. Well, Charlie's with just Charlie nice. can't do everything, right? So I'm just gonna he's gonna feed me the lines, and Got I'm it. gonna post it. Okay, all right, that's cool. That's cool. You, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> Uh, so follow uh, Pace Nation, of course, Run Washington to hear uh, Joanna's work on or read Joanna's work on uh, Sunday. Um, Docs? Well, I'm trying to figure out how this is going to impact the final DC United game <laughs> at RFK <laughs> because oh, they have right. the, the alumni game that starts mid-afternoon. That's right. I mean, the game, the DC United games, like at 4 p.m., so yeah, you, we talked about the alumni yeah. game last so week. So yeah. I'm wondering at what point will I be able to get to RFK, um, and that's going to be my ma- that's my major concern. Um, well, I would go early. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. That's a good question. I, uh, I think the the metro gets really packed at that. So the race starts at seven thirty. Yeah, like that eleven thirty noon range. I think. I think 11.30 to like 1 o'clock is when the Metro is the busiest. Um, all right. Well, best of luck. Uh, hopefully everybody had a good race out there on Sunday. I'm going to go watch the race in the morning. Uh, I will probably go near the finish line. Uh, hopefully Sandwich Todd is making sandwiches. I think he will be. Yeah, and sausage and gravy. Yep, New over menu the item this year. Yep. yep I'm so. not interested in sausage and gravy, but breakfast sandwiches I can go for. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be the after party over at the dorms. Um so, Joanna, how are you going to get to the uh, after party over in Roslyn? Are you going to drive over there? 
Um, yeah, I'm going to drive in the morning, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably be in Roslyn at like 6am, but I'm, I'm not really sure that I should be driving right now. Oh really? Yeah. So if you will remember last year, like in February, maybe January, February, I had a flat tire in my car mm-hmm. and I took it to max tire and I got a plug put in it for $15 and it was amazing and yeah. it was great. Um, but now that, that tire that got the patch doesn't hold air very well so huh. it keeps every time i fill it up so so maybe the 15 dollars wasn't <laughs> such a deal well but yeah. think it's 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 been a very long time that i've had to delay buying new tires right so it it gave me it gave me more life to those tires but this leads me to the question like do i do i number one just go ahead and replace my tire well and then i guess i have to buy two do i wait until it actually gets flat and then replace it then and like, do I just keep filling it up with air and like? Yeah, what's it- wrong with filling it up with air? I mean, if you if you're gonna drive it, yeah. And I know that you want to crowdsource this, so you want to get yes. information back in, in Twitter. Make sure you tag her in it, yes. Because she doesn't look at Twitter, but she will get the email if she's tagged in it, right? Um, so you want to get other people's opinions. I should have yielded and just asked Farley before I answer, before no, I eagerly no, answer. Farley, ahead. what do you think on this car advice? I'd replace two tires, but what would you do? Uh, well, I mean. Don't ever. I would take it to somebody to replace two tires. Don't, yeah. Let me yeah. just make that clear. Yeah, I'm going to go to Max Tire. No, don't, I, don't, I, don't drive the car with underinflated tires. Ooh, okay. So if if the tire is low and it's just slowly leaking, you're better off filling the tire with air. Yeah. So that it's at the proper pressure, even if it's going to bleed mm-hmm. off, until you replace that tire. Okay. So if the tire is low. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Ha- Joanna, it's a hashtag. <laughs> so hashtag, if the tire's low, don't go. But so here, my other problem is that I keep trying to put air in this tire, and like every gas station's air thing is out of service. Out of service or cost money. Why are well, they charging mind, us for air? I, it's a dollar and quarters, and I don't... So so you cost, it cost you $15 to patch the tire, Yeah. and then you spend a dollar in quarters every week for 52 weeks so now you're up there at 67 dollars for uh for this patch well so far i've only spent a dollar on air i've uh-huh. only put more air in but the tires once. i just wouldn't want to drive around in fear of my tire blowing yeah then that's the, that's where I i'm mean, at right now so that's, I should- that's how that's my feeling when i run <laughs> i just maybe you know have you thought that maybe the previous owner just sold you a lemon no, no. <laughs> Maybe sister-in-law. That, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. It was a family member who yeah. gave you this terrible car. Um, <laughs> no, no, kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm only kidding. Yeah, uh, Farley. Uh, you know that. You know what they say. Like the problem might be between the steering wheel and the pedals. <laughs> well, she is crowdsourcing. So give her your opinion. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. What should she do about this tire? Uh, the patch is no longer a good uh, solution. Obviously. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. You can still uh, sign up for uh, Fit Rankings. Uh, we're, we're over 1,000 people with, for Fit Rankings. And test yourself against uh, all the other runners in the district. Uh, that contest goes on until the end of the month. So uh, sign up at runpacers.com. All right, a uh, where are they now edition of Pace the Nation. Do uh, we we should get special music for that? We should. Yes. Jo- Joanna, can you do like a trumpet impersonation? <laughs> Not now, but maybe later. 
Okay. Yeah. No, it, come up like, introduce us. Introduce us with a trumpet impersonation. Uh. Uh. <laughs> come on. I don't think I can do a trumpet impersonation. Any brass instrument will do. <laughs> okay, that doesn't change it. <laughs> All right, Farley, we'll workshop that. Right, and, yeah, and we'll bring us something next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few months ago, maybe a month ago, we had uh, Gabriel Grunwald on the program. Uh, inspiring runner from Minnesota who has cancer and is currently going through treatment at Sloan Kettering. Um, she's been on... Uh, you know, a number of, of magazines, I think maybe Runner's World, uh, Women's Running, um, really just inspiring story that, uh, you know, she was in Sports Illustrated and we talked about that article. Anyway, she's a uh, great follow on on Instagram and she is just brutally honest about what's going on in her life and it's really inspiring but at the same time, the ups and downs are really tough. Um, and she just w- was at Sloan Kettering. And I-, I would highly recommend you following her on Instagram and Twitter. Um, last, a couple days ago, she uh, Instagrammed a picture of her and her husband in the, uh, the, the hospital. And it talked about, chronicled exactly what happened when the doctor entered the room and, the, and what she was told. Uh, and... It sounds like she found out that her liver tumors are still growing despite the recent uh, treatment and effort, mm. um, which was really sad. And it, it just it, it made me emotional, like reading the post. Uh, but just how honest she was is, is really inspiring. And how upbeat she is still is really inspiring. So uh, she came, you know, the end of the post was really positive and um you know, it sounds like she is, is going to, you know, she's researching new treatments and going to try to find, uh, you know, she's researching herself new treatments and doctors are the best in the world over there. So um, really cool um, way that she is kind of fighting this cancer and cool that she, how she is like sharing it with everybody. And I was inspired and I just wanted to mention that. And, um, you know, so that that's one post. And then the next post, you see her with... Um, in Central Park with her husband on a run, and they ran into uh, Chip Gaines, who is uh, – do you know who Chip Gaines is, uh, Joanna? I sure do. Do you really? Do yeah, you Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Do you like them because uh, her name is Joanna? And also, <laughs> here's another follow-up question. Are you really sad that they're not going to have another season? Um, so – to answer your first question, my initial attraction was because her name was Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> so I That's can't ridiculous, all right? <laughs> Pretty funny. You don't you don't mean other doxes and you <laughs> like them immediately? I have never met another dox. No. Well, I don't typically meet a lot of other Joannas. Sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't, but I'm curious because mm-hmm. it's not it's not a super common name. Um mm-hmm. am I sad that they're not, I'm not super sad because I don't typically watch their show. Like I don't watch it in in succession. Right. Um so it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me, and they have a they have a really active Instagram account, so I f- feel like I'll still know what they're doing. And their show is Fixer Upper, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they're just so cute together. Yeah. Like their dynamic with each other is really heartwarming. And they have yeah. all those little kids. They're Four cute. of them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I you know I I don't watch that uh, program much, but when I when it when it is on, I, it's it's something maybe I'll leave on for fifteen minutes, and I actually uh, get mildly entertained by it. So. Wow, maybe they'll put that in the promos for the <laughs> yeah, for, for, for that's, me, something is, that's Joanna, not sports. This is, this is why they're good. not having another season. <laughs> they couldn't corner this market. 
Well, but you know the the good thing about those kind of shows is you don't actually have to make more than one season. You just keep showing the same season over and over again. Yeah. Every single one of those episodes is exactly the same. Yeah. Just that you know the 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 show uh Buy or Sell is that a show? What 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 network is this on? Uh, HGTV. HGTV. Uh, yeah. I know the one that's uh Love it. Love it or list it. Yeah. Yeah. Buy or sell. Yeah. I was close. (laughs) Yeah. Love it or list it. Yeah. Every episode has the same script. Every episode. Pretty pretty much. But it doesn't always end. It doesn't always end the same. Right. Right. I love love it or list it too. After three episodes, I was like, oh, they're going to have this huge project. She's going to take it on. She's going to agree to do it. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Then they're going to find that, uh, something epically goes. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. They're going to have to put a lot of money in, in structural or, or they have like a sewage problem or, or something that, uh, won't be visible, but has to be done. That's going to eat a huge, big portion of the budget, which is going to cause conflict. And then in the end, uh, he's never going to find the right house. And then all of a sudden at 48 <laughs> minutes, he finds the perfect house. Yeah. Every episode has the same script. But um, having lived through some home renovations of my own, and you, you're doing some home renovations as well, don't you find that there's always something that comes up? It's never as simple as you think it's going to be. Yeah, but I would like a little bit of variety in my love it or list it. We guess, lost Farley. I guess, I guess I know what you guys are doing now that you're not running, what you're spending your time. Um, good. I'll have to check out HGTV, obviously. But my point was follow GI. Grunweld on Instagram, really inspiring. Uh, Gabrielle Grunweld on Instagram. This is awesome. really an, an episode of tangents. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It so minutia and tangents. Yes. But I I like about her her thing is like sometimes I feel like people overshare on yeah. social media, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like like hers is an overshare because it's like the way she's telling the story and the story that she's telling. I think that it's it's very informative it's very uh i I don't know educational like it it, like people can go through this process with her and it's real and it's not just the ups yes like everybody's like instagram is just the ups this is the ups and downs and and truly living it with her and anyways um to me one of my favorite follows and some some bad news and then some fun news with uh, her hanging out with uh, Chip Gaines, who obviously my co-host love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great show, guys. Thanks again to Neil Lawson and Jennifer Myers of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation for joining us. Their race, of course, is November 18th. You can still sign up for that race. Really cool event happening here in Arlington. All right, thanks to my co-host. This was a crazy tangent show of a bunch of minutia, but I thought it was good. So thanks to uh, Joanna, thanks to Docs. Thanks, thanks Tigger. <laughs> thanks, executive producer, Kathy Dalby. Thanks to you, the listener. This is Pace Nation. I'm Chris Farley. We will see you next week.
Both I'm, of these nice. people are talking about how they got tickets. They're commiserating over their tickets. Look at that. Uh, they're connecting over their $35 ticket. Do you think that they'll then go on to Craigslist, Missed Connections? <laughs> yes. And say, I hope so. To yeah. that person who I got also a got with. a ticket. We have a lot in common. We, we have no respect for... <laughs> Parking. Yeah, exactly. We both drive white cars. Yeah. yeah. We, we shop both at shop at the same place that we can't name. Yeah. And we both hate meter maids. Um, she she likes dogs. She was like petting the dog that was mm. outside of Trader Joe's. Do you think that her meter expired while she was parking po- while she was petting the dog? Like she's over there petting the dog. Oh, no, 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 the and then the meter immediately uh, thing and she got a ticket. Well, this was the... And did the meter maid bring the dog to distract people to in order to get tickets? These are all great theories, um, except that the parking ma- uh, person was the one petting the dog. Oh. But, I'm just but I'm the, just saying that she ha- like she's not soulless. Like She likes dogs. I'm just saying that. That's uh, well, I think she was petting the dog so that she didn't have to make eye contact with the people that are coming out to, to see their ticket. She was like, I hope that they would just drive away so that I can stop petting this filthy creature. 